Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. Everybody, Chad Men here with the Grow Your Practice podcast, and today we're talking with a uh, private practice owner and uh, her daughter Lauren and Cheryl Abelo. They own uh, Flex, I believe. Uh, yeah, Flex Plus Physical Therapy and Balance Centers. Uh, welcome to the podcast here, Cheryl and Lauren. Thank you. Nice to be here. Great. So. Uh, Cheryl, we'll start with you. How did you be? I, I know uh, PT is a second career for you. How did you become a physical therapist and ultimately end up in private practice? Um, you're right. It was my second career. Um, I was in the business, um, the computer industry, actually, when I had my children and I decided that I really didn't like it. I couldn't go back to that industry. And I really had thought long and hard about what I wanted to do. Um, as a, a young teen, um, I had really wanted to do something in the healthcare industry. And I knew that when I was in college, I really wasn't there to study as, as much as I should have. I really needed to just hang out with my friends and, and, you know, getting a B plus was, was okay. Um, but I knew that I needed to do something for the rest of my life. So I decided, um, let's just join a gym and figure out while I exercise every day, what I wanted to do. Someone told me I should start to teach the classes because I had a way with people and I was good at just following the exercises and understanding why you did certain exercises for strengthening and stretching. Um, so I figured if I stood at the front of the class and they paid me for healthy people, that if I could teach people who were injured how to get healthy again, they would pay me even more money and I would have a longer career. So that's how I came to be a PT. I knew that I could not get into med school only because, again, I had three small children. My husband traveled a lot. I needed to be able to be home. So um, yeah, PT was it. That's how I came to be a PT. <laughs> Great. So when you graduated, um, how long were you a physical therapist working for somebody else before you decided to open up your own practice? Um, I was working for some of the local hospitals, um, both inpatient and outpatient, for about three years when I decided I really didn't want to work for someone else anymore. So over those next two years, to make a total of five years um, working for someone else, during those those last two years, um, I kept saving my money, saving my money, slowly buying um, pieces of equipment because I knew that having my own clinic, I could do things the way I wanted to do them. I didn't have to ask some permission if I wanted to take a vacation day or you know anything like that. And I just felt much more comfortable and thinking this was a better way for me to be able to eventually work my way towards retirement. And once I retired, I could still own the business and draw a salary while other people continued to work for me. So yeah, five years. Great. And what what year did you open up? What year did you go into private practice? Uh, we went into private practice in 2005. Nice. So you're 16, almost 
17 years in? 18. 18. Oh, yeah. 18 My math is off. Almost yeah, 19. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Um, very cool. And so, Lauren, how did you come into the mix here? Well, um, 2005 was my freshman year in college. And so I would come home on breaks and um, summers and just looking for a couple of extra bucks. And uh, I actually enjoyed, I started at the bottom. I was like scanning the paper files um, and literally sitting in front of a shredder, shredding things. Um, And as I was doing that, I kind of found some errors with um, EOB entries and stuff like that and uh, became very proficient in finding lost money from the insurance companies. And when I graduated college in 2009, um, it was the middle of the recession and I went to school to be a teacher and I couldn't find a job. So I came back here and I started learning all the insurance side of things. Uh, I did leave and teach for a while and I love the kids, hated being a teacher (laughs) Um, and came back to the business and continued to work my way up and learn new skills and um, grow the business. I went back, I got my MBA in healthcare administration uh, a couple of years ago and now Cheryl and I run the business together. Nice. And what's your role today, Lauren? I'm the business manager. So I do the marketing and finances and hiring and ordering and overseeing the front office and making sure we get paid and benefits. And if it doesn't have to do with treating patients, I'm probably falls under me. Great. And just uh, to reference where you're at in the world, your practice is in Massachusetts, correct? Yep. About 12 miles outside of Boston. Nice. Great. So what are, um, Cheryl, you had talked about when, you know, deciding to become a physical therapist and being up in front of the room as a, it sounds like a personal trainer or a group fitness trainer, and then deciding to become a PT, um, a a better career with a, maybe a a nicer nest egg at the end of of the, the yellow brick road. Um, how's that working out? What changes have you seen in the last 18, 19 years? Because a lot has changed. Uh, Just wondering um, how that lived up to your expectations, the journey so far. Um, You know, it's pretty close. I won't say it's 100% um, because the industry has changed so much. We've seen things from um, really I want to, I guess I could say lightweight documentation where I can remember we would write in an assessment tolerated well and then move on to the next patient, you know, and still get paid. You know, now you're writing an entire novel every time you see a patient. So we, you know, so that takes up a whole lot more time. Um, Sometimes a little bit frustrating because you want to be able to treat the patient so much more than than writing the novella there. Um, But so there's that. You know, the other thing too, um, harder and harder to to find physical therapists. We all know that um, across the country, there's that, there's a drought of, of DPTs across the country. Um, I'm just, you know, I think that on a more positive note that patients are so much smarter than they were even 20 years ago. They understand 
in Massachusetts, I don't know about other states, but in Massachusetts, you know, people can have direct access. They don't have to go to their primary care or their orthopedist. They can come directly to us for care. That's huge. Um, and, and they come in with a sense of, you know, this is what I'm feeling. I think maybe I've got this going on. Can you help me? Um, so that kind of makes treating someone for the most part, a little bit easier. They they know what they they know what they want to get to. They know what their goals are, um, and and they want to get there. And for the most part, people work really hard. The other thing that's not so great is that, of course, you know, um, reimbursements are always changing, and they don't really go up that much. And of course, Medicare t- tends to go down, and um, so we have all of those kinds of challenges, but you find a way, you find a way to do it because the people that you treat are counting on you and they're just, the majority are just lovely, lovely people who just want to get better. So I've never regretted becoming a PT or opening my own clinic. Um, I don't know. I, I still have about six more years before I retire. So yeah, I'm hoping that, um, Things will continue to to progress, and um, and that I'll be able to just step away from hands on and daily work, and just uh, you know, still own the clinic so that I can at least draw a salary for a while. Yeah, got it. The so the, just to sum up some of the things that I heard you say there: documentation. So we're doing more work. Um, reimbursements are staying the same, or if we're looking at Medicare for the last 15 years, 14% decrease over the last 15 years is what it comes out to. Hard to find PTs. Um, mm-hmm. Just a quick share here. I, I This is a litmus test for me. We just, within the last week, um, first DPT re- salary request ever over six figures, 100K plus. Um, have you ever had that before? This is my first one. No. Yes, we did no. have one. Yes. And we oh, were okay. like, we, she was coming off of um, being a traveler and she wanted a traveler salary. And we're like, that's just, it's just out of our range. Yeah. I, I, th- that's how I left it. I said, I, I can't even, I can't compete. Like there's, there's no financial model that this makes sense. And, and, uh, you seem like a great person, but this isn't going to work. Um, at, at, at this time, the, the other thing that you brought up, Cheryl is direct access it, you, way more accepted today. And, and, you know, for me thinking back 15, 20 years ago, um, a lot of patients, there was this idea of like, I'm just going to tell, I'm just going to do whatever my doctor tells me to do. That's not really the case anymore where we have so much more research, so much more information out there. The patient is coming in way more educated and they're more likely to follow through on their their plan. They're doing a little, they're a better advocate for themselves. Um, I know part of that is marketing and ed- education. You've embraced fairly well uh, that, you know, marketing direct to the consumer. Can you talk a little bit about um, what you're doing there, how you think about that for your community, but how you reach out um, to your patient list, to cold traffic with partners, anything and everything a- a- across the board in terms of getting your message out there? Um, so we use 
the principles that we learned at Breakthrough, of course, um, we did killer marketing back in like 2016 or 2017. And um, we had always known that that direct access and marketing direct to consumer was the way to go. Uh, we had a big, um, a big doctor group that referred to us. And then one of the doctors moved and um, referrals dropped significantly. And we're like, we can't do that again. We can't rely on doctors to send us their patients. So we found killer marketing. Um, we went through the course and we have been doing workshops ever since. Um, we do rely a lot on our warm list. We don't do as much, um, to, to cold lists. Um, I do the workshops, um, goodwill emails, Facebook. Um, I do some advertising on Facebook, but mostly I just, um, go with, uh, organic growth, um, and organic views on Facebook and Instagram and Google my business. I use Google my business all the time. Um, we solicit reviews from our patients. Uh, our EMR does it for us, which makes it really nice. And switching to prompt, we've gotten, I think an, an additional 120 ish in the last, um, 13 months, um, pretty much all five star. And uh, so that all drives our organic SEO. Um, and uh, this week, um, Thursday, we have a laser open house coming up. So that's going to be pretty cool. Um, I don't think we've ever done a laser open house before, but it was there on Breakthrough. And we said, hey, that sounds like a good plan. Um, so we're going to see how that goes. Um, and being able to text with our patients has been pretty neat for the marketing stuff. The uh, Thanksgiving text that went out and then our happy holidays, season's greetings text that went out um, last week has garnered a lot of responses as well. Very cool. I, the Just to reference for everybody, Lauren, you mentioned uh, killer marketing. So that was the, the first course we ever taught um, here at Breakthrough. It was really a direct access marketing course. Um, that we we taught principles of marketing that I had learned outside of private practice PT because we weren't used to marketing direct to the consumer. It we basically said, you know, there's three, I think we taught three target markets. You have your past and present patients, you have physician or professional referrals, and then you have um, cold traffic. The easiest, the lowest hanging fruit is your past and present patients. And it sounds like you've really taken that um, by the reins and um, you, you're doing that well. So you're communicating via email, like you just mentioned, the laser uh, open house promotion, and you're promoting to your past patient list, keeping them warm, and then they're coming in via reactivation or friends and family word of mouth referrals as well. So uh, well done there. Cold traffic is always more expensive, harder to do. It's a it's a heavier lift, um, and it sounds like you you have some efforts in there as well. Um, I want to switch gears and talk about um, the hard to find PTs because I know when we were in Denver together, we used, <laughs> I think we used ChatGPT to write an ad, um, if I remember correctly. And uh, so we we built a scorecard. Were you looking for, was it a part-time PTA or were you looking for a PT? I, I forget the position. Uh, we're looking, uh, we were looking for a, 
a DPT and a part-time pelvic health physical Got therapist. It. Got it. So we started with, um, and, and I'll ask for an update here, but uh, we started with like naming that ideal person and we build a scorecard. For the listeners here, you can go to the book Who, which I mentioned quite a bit by Randy Street and Jeff Smart, and it, they have how to build a scorecard in there, but it's basically a list of the competencies, the role, the purpose of the role, um, the metrics that you're going to use to measure success and um, accountabilities as well. Core values is in the scorecard. You do that first, and then the next step in the process is building the ad based off of what the scorecard says. So I think we ended up uh, doing the scorecard. Did we create an ad for you or was that Chris Gordos? Am I confusing the two of you? Did we help you write an ad? No, we got the ad. Okay, great. Yeah. And, and uh, so how's it going? Are you getting any traction at all? Is anybody coming through? Any interviews? Any applications? No, in, no uh, traction on the DPT. Um, however, I that's very possible that the traveler just left will come back as a full-time DPT. So I'm, I kind of took a step back um, as well. I have a, a student coming in about two weeks to help um, take up some of the slack. So I just kind of put that on the back burner. However, good news, um, we use that same um, method to write uh, the ad for a, a women's pelvic health uh, physical therapist for part-time. And yay, we we hired her yesterday. Good for you. High five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. So, um, and you followed the same process. You built a scorecard, wrote the ad, exactly what you were looking for. You found that person and now you've hired them. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Um, it, very cool. Any, um, I, so I, I know you're in any implementation call that we have, you're very active, you're very engaged. Um, is there anything else that um, any like major cognitions, pivots in your thinking, transitions that you've had um, in your your private practice journey that um, that are worth sharing here, Lauren or or Cheryl? Anything that stands out? I have to say that everything that breakthrough has suggested that we do um, from way back in killer marketing and doing the the workshops all the way through um, the um, writing the, the ads for people and the scorecards, everything we have said, let's give it a try. We're going to do it. It, you know, it worked for other people. Chad says, this is working. We're going to try it. And we have been incredibly successful. What we have found is that when we have become so busy and we don't have enough staff, that falls by the wayside. And then, of course, you're playing catch up again. And that's our own fault. So that has been an important lesson that we've learned that you must keep up with it all the time. Yeah, great point there. Um, I, I will. I don't think I've ever shared this before, but um, we so the the practices we I cheat. And here, here's how I here's how I get to cheat. Um, the. So when an owner has a problem or a question like the direct access, I can share what is working right now because, you know, we have access to literally hundreds of practices and we get to hear that. Right. So, you know, we've had Tony Sear on here. I was just on a call with him and he was sharing how successful he was in renegotiating reimbursement rates. And you were on the call with Tony. 
as well. Um, so there, and I think about those as like best practices. So where do we have success within the private practice industry that we can um, tease out a process and then share that with other owners? Where, where are we winning that all the other owners are going to benefit from? So I, I'm a little bit of a unique position where I get to um, see what's working, see what's not, and avoid the theory. The, what's crazy is when we first started teaching, um, I only taught from my experience. And now I think it's less than 10% of the material is like what I'm actually going through in private practice. Um, and, but so we'll look at um, within the private practice industry, anytime that there's a problem, hiring, marketing, finance, um, there, how to renegotiate rates, whatever it is, we'll look for success first in private practice. And if we can't find it, then we go to um, outside the industry and other businesses and find success there and then bring that process back into PT. But uh, appreciate the acknowledgement there for you both. Um, one final question, um, which is, uh, what is the book, the most impactful book that you've read that you read while you were growing up that influenced your life? Oh, you asked the tough questions. <laughs> really? I mean, we are big readers in our Good. family. That's great. Uh, I, um, I would have to say that Alexander and the horrible, no good, very bad, terrible day resonates with me quite deeply. Nice. <laughs> Owning a business. Sometimes it just feels like absolutely nothing is going your way. <laughs> Um, and that I wouldn't mind sometimes being sent off to Australia and just uh, taking a break. But I, I don't know if I would say impactful. Certainly resonated with me, though. Got it. Um, it so let's go favorite. Um, I was I was a big fan of all of the Harry Potter books growing up. I could read those over and over and over again, and I still do occasionally. The magic that just kind of transports you. Um, it's a nice little break from reality. Nice. Cheryl looked like you were one, sharing. All yeah. There was one book, um, not while I was growing up, but when I first opened by practice, um, one of my very first patients came in and he was, I guess he was very impressed. He, he was happy that he came to us and he brought this book and it was called, um, how to make raving fans. And I don't remember who wrote it. You know the book I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I, I've absolutely read that. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking on who it's by though too, but yeah. Right, and I can picture the book. Um, but um, even though that wasn't growing up, it kind of in a way was growing up as I was raising my practice from its infancy to where it is now. So I guess you could kind of think that but i i thought that was a fabulous book and um it helped us through some tough times wow i should have went with my uh my gut instinct i thought it was ken blanchard uh author of the one minute manager that's who it is it's uh yeah that's right um i'm pretty sure i had it at one point i, I don't think i have i think i gave it away but uh yeah great great recommendation there lauren and cheryl uh Flex Plus PT, thank you so much for uh, sharing your your journey, your wisdom, your insights as well. Um, also, a reality check for all of those of us in uh, private practice PT. Uh, thank you so much for doing this and, and sharing your time.
I've been to three breakthrough events and the reason I keep coming is because it is so much information and it helps me uh, stay on task and what I need to get done and uh, how to incorporate my team into all the different marketing strategies. The stuff works. Uh, all you have to do is, is follow their directions and implement it and it's amazing the growth that you can see in your practice. Anyone and everyone should attend a breakthrough event. There's so much information, there's so much energy. It kind of rejuvenates you, gets your energy back, gets you ready to get back to work on Monday. The breakthrough staff, they're amazing people to work with. They're super fun, very outgoing, very knowledgeable, and everybody is here to help you. So trust in what they're saying, trust their system, trust their plan, trust their strategies, and you will definitely watch your business grow. Hey everybody, Chad Madden here, and want to tell you about our upcoming, upcoming event here in 2024. We're going back to the Implementation Bootcamp. This is where you're working live on your practice in a group filled with other practice owners. And this specifically is around mastering your profits. So it's a breakthrough bootcamp, master your profits. It's February 8th through 10th in Orlando, Florida. Uh, you're gonna be right there in Disney. If you want to you know, make it a, a family vacation on as well around the bookends, I'll be doing that. My family will be down the week before, uh, before the event, but it's gonna be awesome. Specifically because of what's happening in private practice, right now. You already know the, the details. You're likely feeling this right now. Downward pressure on reimbursements, upward pressure on cost, creating a lot of problems for us. So what's in store for you? Um, we're going to do you know a macro overlook of everything that's going on, the state of PT, and everything that's in store for us in 2024. We're going to be walking through the Profit League Audit. This was the transformative uh, exercise that I went through that completely changed how we were looking at our profitability um, in my own private practice and how other owners are doing that as well. We're going to go over the four profit levers in depth and how you can implement each one of those. And you're not just going to be hearing from me. Um, you're also going to be hearing from other owners that are currently implementing this and are successful in their own private practices. Other owners from all over the country, Florida, Texas, Pennsylvania, Michigan, California, etc. Uh, in the past, I shared a lot of my numbers. I'll be bringing that back and share actual reports from my private practice. And I think we're going to get a, a few other owners to do the same. We're going to be going uh, through patient conversion with people that are actively doing the patient conversion right now. Software training with Sarah Pierce. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, Sarah's awesome. Uh, workshop presenting. Uh, Mary DeLong, Bob Kowalik, Mark Callanan, uh, John Logar. If you remember, uh, John Logar from Australia, the uh, healthcare trends expert, will be coming back. I, I know Chris Redding has also uh, been invited as well. Um, the Yeah, so we're going to be, uh, it's going to be jam-packed. We'll be doing live implementation sessions, so where you'll be learning and then you'll be implementing it right away into your practice. We're gonna um, have uh, mastermind sessions as well and the round tables with the breakouts because they've been such a hit. If you haven't registered already, the day to get the uh, your, your cheapest ticket, your least expensive ticket is right now, save the most money, register. Once you register, you'll be getting details um, on the hotel as well. But um, yeah, so you get the link, the discount link for the hotel room as well. This is an event you will not wanna miss, especially with everything that's happening in private practice PT. I'll see you there.